Hi, this is Ted Sikora, creator of Apama, the undiscovered animal and tap dance killer. Apama is about an ice cream truck driver in Cleveland who unlocks the spirit force of the most savage beast mankind has never known. And tap dance killer is about a mega talented actress who takes on the role of the tap dance killer but can't shake it and starts taking on the mafia. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah. Right. Wow. He's trying to get in that house. <laughs> it's so funny because he's not small enough to do it. And the house That's is large. That's why it's a fun book. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, it's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 598. Yeah. What? Wow. And I'm Vince B. You are Vince B. And I'm David A. Price. And I'm Richard Dawson. No, you're not Richard Dawson. That's true. You're Jason Wood, everybody. And we got a real special episode for you right now. It's the book of the month featuring Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martins Barrier from Image Comics. But we have an Avengers Assemble moment because we have a bunch of people here to help us out. At s- once. No, we'll go around. We'll go around. Uh, we are currently at C2E2 2019 in Chicago, the beautiful city that uh, never sleeps. That's New York. But anyway, and uh, we've all our buddies are here. So I'm not going to do any of the heavy lifting. We're just going to go around and they're going to tell you who they is. I'm Cliff Lewis, one half of the North Carolina duo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm Ben Teed. Will you guys keep it down? I'm trying to watch Game Show Network. <laughs> Zach Cruzy. And what do you do? I sh- yeah, I be handsome. <laughs> what else? Uh, I'm work. Yeah, I, I'm a comic scholar, I, comics writer. I do things. That's and right. Me and Ben and Will are on a show. Yes. Yeah. And what's the name of that show? Uh, what the fuck is the name of the show? <laughs> pictures <laughs> within pictures. Right. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? I am uh, Will Piper, the aforementioned co-host of Pictures Within Pictures. Haven't you written comics? I've written a few comics in I my day. What would they be? Maybe you got a little Catwoman, a little Teen Titans, and uh, a copy of Hero that apparently I'm going to sign for King Dap. So. Nice. And I am Super Spell, aka Onamar, aka Ray from the East Bay. The man. <laughs> I'm Mario. Uh, insert clever comment here. <laughs> it's Justin. I am the less attractive half of the North Carolina duo. It's fine. <laughs> well, I don't think so. It matters. I don't think so. Uh, Brian Vander. What do you do? Uh, I try to draw. You draw very well. I try my best. Yes, you do. Thank you. All right, so that's all the people we have here. It's a lot. So we're going to try not to talk over each other as we get into this uh, book of the month. As we said, it's Barrier. So as usual, I'm going to hand it off to Jason to summarize 
Do a little brief, yes, right, as usual, a little brief synopsis of what went on in Barrier. Just do surface level. We can get into it later. But. All right, as usual. So, um, so as Vince said, this is uh, by a team of BKV and Marcus Martin, who is really their second collaboration together. Um, this was put out through Panel Syndicate, which is a publishing company that they formed with the express goal of doing digital-only content and never putting it in print. And I say uh, it was the express goal because all of their Paddle Syndicate stuff has now been collected by Image Comics, including this book. Um, but, uh, yeah, this book is about, uh, in essence, the issues of immigration and different cultures coming together, uh, done in a way that um, only uh, BKV probably could do. Uh, the story really revolves around a couple of central characters. Uh, there is a, a woman who is a Texas rancher whose husband has passed away as Dap drops the waters, uh, who is a Texas rancher and, um, right near the border of Mexico, uh, one of her ranch hands discovers, uh, a mutilated, uh, what was it? Um, Horse. horse, horse, yeah, horse. That's right. Sparkles. There you go. Thank you. Well, see, this is why Will's got the good memory. Uh, and they're trying to figure out why the horse is mutilated, uh, and basically they worry that it's uh, it's drug runners from the west. And we meet some of her cohorts, and it's pretty clear that they're somewhat stereotypical uh, anti-immigration uh, viewpoints, which you would expect on the southern Texas border. She's a little more open-minded, but uh, you know, probably still of that ilk. And then the uh, scenes alternate to a gentleman from Honduras who makes his way up from Honduras into Mexico to try and cross the border. And uh, probably the most uh, controversial part of this book uh, for some is that uh, the book, from his perspective, is written in Spanish. So um, unless you speak Spanish or are patient and translate, uh, it'll be interesting to hear from everybody what they thought of that conceit. Uh, and then the book takes a turn, what, in the second issue? Was it or the end of the first issue? The end of the first yeah, there's five issues. At the end of the first issue, what seems like a interesting, uh, you know, like you know, counter comparison of of the two sides of the U.S. immigration debate uh, takes a big turn when they are both abducted by a giant alien vessel, uh, and then it goes from there. And we'll leave the rest until we uh, break through it together. Right. That was pretty good. Better than usual. Wow. But I think one of the things you glossed over when you when we you were talking about the horse, they found the the horse head and it was all maggoty and and it was said that well maybe this was done by aliens, and she th- thinks it to believe aliens of the traditional sort, sure. meaning meaning people right. you know spewing over from the border. But in fact, it was done by actual otherworldly beings, you know. So it was pretty neat. But um, one of the things. About this book, and it's right in the title. It's called Barrier. The book is about language barriers. The entire story is based around language barriers, right? Um, is her name Liddy? Yes. Liddy doesn't understand what. What's his name? Did you read? I did. I just didn't. I just. It's not Hector, is it? What's his name? Oscar. Oscar. Oscar yeah. Liddy can't understand Oscar. Oscar can't understand Liddy. The aliens can't understand either one of them. And then you have the ending. What are you doing? <laughs> but uh, so let's get some surface level thoughts. What did, what did you think of it, Ben? Um, I guess when I was reading it, I was patiently going through and Google translating every bit of it. Oh, wow. So you did. I actually oh, patiently God. wanted to know as every – As I was reading it. So I would, I would click out of the app, go to Google, and 
type in exactly what I just read and then yeah I don't it was it was tedious but the story itself was really good like I really enjoyed it in in yeah. See, I didn't do any of that translation. Yeah. I saw I saw all those pages yeah. and pages yeah. of Spanish, yeah. and I just said, "I'm going to be honest." I said, "Screw it. I don't. I don't really think it's it's worth my time." You didn't need. There were moments where you didn't need to translate. Right, but that's. The, yeah. I think the book works better when you don't translate it because then that barrier is a living thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. you can understand his frustration with her and hers with him. Yeah. So I I didn't yeah. think it was all that necessary. Obviously, yes, I missed a good chunk of the story. Not getting the particulars of it, but I don't think it really matters in the no, end, no, right? No, no, no. There was an interview, uh, Vaughn, he said that, yeah, you, it actually works better if you don't know it. And part, and I, apparently part of that Spanish, it's like heavily Honduran influence. So really? even if you read it, like you went through straight Spanish translation, mm-hmm. quote unquote, you wouldn't get it. Well, didn't yeah, Mar- no, Marcos Martin, wasn't he responsible for translating? Well, no, it, was, it wasn't just Marcos. It was yeah. also almost because they... And in that same interview, Vaughn says it was a collaboration with all three. So they all took turns making yeah, sure yeah, that, you know. Nice. The point is you don't, you don't understand. Right. Yeah. Well, right. And to your point, I use Google Translate, but I spoke into it. And and it, it, it you can tell it's Honduran because it doesn't, speaking pure Spanish into it, it doesn't translate purely. Yeah. At times. Anyone else? I thought I was being punked the whole time. I, honest to God. Like when I got to the third or fourth page, when I saw that, I thought Jason and Dap were giving me like the business. And then I immediately, and this is probably exactly what they meant to do. Um, I immediately went into the chat that I have with these guys and I was like, what the hell are you guys getting me into? What is this book? And then I gave it time and I, I appreciated it. I kind of like, I hope so. Yes, I can edit that out. I didn't. I, 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 I kind of, I kind of purposely didn't want to go into Google Translate. Same, same as you. So I feel like you know, as a reader, I, I sort of was stepping in the shoes of Lydia a little bit, like where she. It seemed like she knew just a little bit of Spanish, and it was like somebody who had a few years, you know, in school. I was kind of in the same place. Like I knew a little bit, but I kind of wanted to purposely come at it from the same perspective rather than trying to research every. Right. You know, right. Every, it every, every it it's definitely makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You're in an arena where you don't know what the hell is going on, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for the images, which you know we're privy to as the reader, mm-hmm. but if you were yeah. in the shoes of those two protagonists, you wouldn't know what the hell was happening, yeah. right? So I felt just as lost as like the two of them, you right. know, trying to communicate with one another. Right. I think that for me. The, there's the beginning part of them getting um, with the coyotes and all that stuff and, and getting on the on the truck. Mm-hmm. Like there's that scene that the Spanish uh, there feels important, you know, where you, you kind of have to understand what's happening there. And then later I feel like not the Spanish doesn't become unimportant, but you're it's easy to gloss over and sort of understand with the panels what's happening and you can just understand on your own what what's going on and you don't really need to understand uh, linguistically what's happening you know right. Right. so but there's those first couple um, pages where you kind of are trying to understand the you know what's happening there what what kind of tone they're setting you know right. and I think for anybody who's Latin or is, or is an immigrant or have uh, parents of immigrants who have come from different places that you kind of have to like, you know, you read that and you're like, okay, there's, this is something that's happening, you know, and it's, right. it seems important, yeah. but I think you can even gloss beyond that or gloss over that and then continue on with the story and still not lose anything, you know. What year did this come out? Did we know when? This, 2015. 15. No. Yeah. Okay. So this is 
pre were we were we talking about the wall? Were we talking about the no. wall already? No, he, he even spoke about this in the uh, in in when it came out in print about just how incredibly timely it just right. turned out. Even with like the yeah. caravan yeah. concept, yeah. you know, man. Yeah. You know, it's interesting though too is listening to other people talk about uh, like whether they translated it or not. There's another layer of alienation there, right, for the reader itself. So mm-hmm. there's not just like yeah. the barrier just as an onion, but like the notion of alien is. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't on you yeah. too in this, right? Like, so you are all alienated too. Right. He stacks yeah. he stacks his deck a little bit because it's about aliens traditionally, yeah, and about aliens, yeah. you know. So we, you right. could read it both ways on the surface of it just being yeah. this otherworldly being. But, but he but he's playing with what alienation means though too, right? right? Sure. To be, I mean, not just other, but separate from, right? right? To like right. not be a part of this, to not understand it, or yeah. be able to and to make it even it. worse yeah. for the people involved in this story, the aliens. Speak in color, right? Yeah, right. Which is amazing, yeah. and I thought that was one of the best things of the book because when I saw the alien, you had the dialogue balloons, and they were just filled with color. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do this as effectively in prose, right? Or oh, in, no, in, no, in, no, in, no, in the no, cinema. No, like right. this is a book yeah, yeah. that solely exists in the sequential it, art. It's media. also a great juxtaposition because I think in a lot of sci-fi, you get the MacGuffin of. Oh, they can't speak to each other, and they need some babblefish or universal translator, and they can right, understand right, each other. Yeah. And in this case, they speak in color, so there's no way they can bridge that gap. No, right, yeah. It's not possible. And it's this real yeah. simple, like you know, like three colors. So mm-hmm. whatever complex thing. You know, one other thing I was re-looking through, even when they go to the mission control or whatever, they're observing the thing. Mm-hmm. In some, you know, they talk in almost all jargon. And some comics you'd have like asterisks, like this right. means, but it's you're just yeah. like no, the book suffers no fools. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that surely that's deliberate, though. I mean, there's oh, another completely. there's another oh, yeah. problem with language. I mean, the real problem is language throughout, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. you cannot participate in any kind of like communal culture without it. Right. I mean, what happens when language fails? Like, the failure of and language it is sort of does. Yeah, yeah, that's the crux of the whole thing, right? And you know, without I don't without spoiling or jumping to the end, at the end there is sort of a universal symbol that they see with, and they think they know what that means and where. They are, and mm-hmm. it turns out they are wrong. Yeah, right. They're, and it's another yeah, yeah, language yeah, yeah. barrier. Is Without results. giving the ending away. Why are we giving the ending away? It's a little too early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I meant this early in the conversation. Right. I don't think right. we Without giving the, the ending away, do you think that Vaughn's constant hammering of that, that metaphor is a little bit heavy handed? I, I think, mean, I think, I mean, I as we're sitting here talking about it, I think the book is a incredibly straightforward yeah it's not that and there's not there's not there's not a bunch of layers it's very much like these people don't speak the same language we've brought them together i mean i could see them making this because it would work really well as a movie Right, right. I see it as like a, a Twilight Zone or an Outer Limits episode. You yeah. could do a half hour. You could take this to a half hour and it would be comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Put this in the hands of a great director mm-hmm. with some you know quality talent. It would make a great right. half hour, hour long episode right. of, a, of a sci-fi. But like Mario said, it's not like you're not like plumbing this for meaning. And I mean, it's pretty. It's. It's surface. what's there surface. on the surface. Right. And I don't think yeah. he should ever go back to this. Well, I don't want to. No, him. oh, right. no. no. This no, is no. a one-shot. No, yeah. there's no point to go on. Not back. to go on any kind of tangent, because this isn't a Brian K. Vaughn spotlight, but what you guys saying that does make me think, BKV is pretty much a straightforward writer. Like, in all the different books he's done and critically acclaimed, in the, there isn't a lot of subtext in most of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. right, he just tells yeah, the story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's sort yeah. of... Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, you guys don't think there's subtext in Private Eye? Okay. Well, no, 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 elaborate. I, I just, I think that book is 
the whole thing is dependent upon subtext, right? Like, I mean, this is dependent upon subtext, too. All writing is political by its nature. If you write, that's a political act, period, right? So, I mean, because it's dependent upon your privilege, where you're from, who you are, what kind of education you have, what, what kind of money you, you have, yeah. what language you speak, what what avenues of publication you have access to, all of that's political. Yeah. Everything's a political because act. Because there's a hierarchy when it comes to language. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and we in America believe that everyone else should speak English because it, we're at a detriment, which is bullshit, right? Well, I, well there's that, but... But I mean, I see, I see the point that this is a that this is a straightforward story. But even in those straightforward stories, I mean, there's always some sort of subtext underneath them, intentional or not. Right? right we don't sure, we don't worry sure. about intent. Right. right? Intent doesn't matter. And I mean, I think it's clear it's here relevant. as a political yeah. viewpoint. Right. Right. And sure. you know, I, mean, yeah, I, I just think, think that, it, I think that's surface of it. Yeah, yeah. I see that on the surface. I'm with Mario. Yeah. I think exactly. I think Sorry, I, you know, I, I don't think it's subtext. I think it's overt. I think that all the stuff that you said, Zach, is surface. Maybe that's just my my understanding of it, though, coming so, into it. I don't so, know. So, well, let like, me put it to you this way. Like, so I think this is just purely my reading of this. And if you disagree, I'm not... I'm not don't apologize. Like, yeah. I'm not apologizing. I'm <laughs> saying, like, <laughs> let's... But to put this out there, like, so, like, in my reading of this, like, there's a layer of alienation in the fact, that, like, in the act of reading itself, right? Like, that is not subtext, per se, in the way that we're dis- discussing it, but that's part of the... That's part of the experience, right? Mm-hmm. That's not explicit. He's not telling you that you are alienated. You feel alienation. Sure. You cannot mm-hmm. understand. It's, it's not explicit. Point. That's it's a fair not point. Yeah. But it is it's, there. But it's absolutely yeah. a yeah, part of this, and it's a part of the aesthetic, right? right? Like, mm-hmm. And I think that that's the brilliant thing that this happens in, in Private Eye as well, is that the aesthetic becomes a part of the whole experience. Like whether you read it digitally, whether you're reading it in print, I mean, those change the way that, that you experience this whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So all of that is built into this. Not as an explicit thing that he's telling you, you should feel alienated. No, you feel alienated because you can't understand any of this. And you have to try to go to Google Translate or you have to speak into something. Or even if you speak the language, you don't speak the language because you don't understand the jargon. And what does all that require on the part? Well, it it, it, requires effort. Well, it requires effort, but it also requires a certain amount of... Frankly, privileged to be able to have access to those things, sure. or the, the drive, or the knowledge, or the know-how to know mm-hmm. what those things even are. I mean, somebody said Honduran. There's no fucking way that I believe that most readers of this would have said Honduran, right? I mean, that speaks to something very. I just said, oh, it's in Spanish. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I didn't know right? until I saw and, it. And the Hon- I mean, I th- yeah. and like I didn't know the Honduran thing. I think that's brilliant. That yeah. helps explain so much, right? But it also says something about me as a reader. Like where, like where I am as a reader, right? Like, mm-hmm. and how distant I am from this text and from these people that are supposed to be represented here, right? right? Like, there's space. I can't believe we were 24 hours ago doing the quick wake thing. I know, right? <laughs> it's amazing. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Full circle. Yeah. It really is yeah. the cycle of life. <laughs> so, other than the language barrier, what else does this story contain? What what? Makes this story special. Is do you think it's a one note story? Do I think it's all no? Okay. The end. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, mean it's like it's you know whatever it is the themes and you know privilege and whatever you bring to it or get out of it it's an it's a science fiction story it's it's an exciting story mm-hmm. and you know that's no small feat to just tell a good yeah. clear sure. But I also story. think there's an underlying message in the book of alienation. Uh, but the offset of the alienation is that we have commonality. And in this case, they spend a lot of time visually showing you um, how different these two people are seemingly. And they are 
pitched as opposite. I mean, literally, he's the invader of her border, mm-hmm. right? And she is trying to protect her border. But over the course of it, because of the alien capture, and because through through part of the capture, right, we had these visions of their past, and they kind of yes. see into each other's minds, and they, they get like a mind meld, and they experience yeah. other's history. At that moment where they experience other's history... They find the ultimate commonality, which is that they're humans who have suffered and they've lost sure, loved sure. ones. No, sure. and, right, they, right. and that's there's a moment there of like pure like we are the same. Like we have we have yeah. suffered the ultimate connection, which is losing loved ones to yeah. get on our journey. And then I so and I love that in the context of they're in this freaking crazy alien environment where they still are very much different from the other things going on, but in that moment, they their commonality might yeah. get them through yeah. this. So, but how bleak yeah. is it too that the common, like the human condition, is to suffer? Right. No, that's well, true. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and was, that's, that's what that's what brings them together. Right. Is suffering. That's what well, brings all of us and together. And that's the thing. Yeah. Is like for me, is like the the common thing is like it takes a really intense, seriously fucked up thing. Yeah. For to bring t- to people who consider themselves different together yeah. and to team up, right? Mm-hmm. right. Like, it yeah. takes that intense of a situation to do that, which and it, it's... Yeah. They have no choice but to team up. Yeah. And, and it, it takes it, them it, causing yeah. pain and suffering to their alien hosts to get right. action to finally... That affects their skin. Yeah. That's yeah. The they have to kill they have the, common, who they yeah. think are the yeah. alien's kids or yeah. whatever, the lower beings, right? Like, yeah. they, have that, they have to take that action to try and save themselves. So it kind of does, again, reinforce this idea that we all are common in our suffering. That mm-hmm. we, as, we, right. as, we as living creatures suffer. It was so, yeah. I was so struck by the, the image of once they had experienced all those past um, tragedies of one another, and there's that image of when they were submerged in the water and they just instinctively reach for each other's hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and here, you know, here after the, that, but the aliens seem to let them go. Right. That's, right. you know. But the things that they experience before that are absolutely horrific. Oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. like and literally the worst thing you can. Yes, imagine. and they the aliens literally take these two characters out of their environment, introduce all these horrific, terrible events, strip them. Mm-hmm. She's, she's stripped. She's literally. Yeah, literally yeah. so yeah. She's, yeah. she's naked in more ways than one, right? Mm-hmm. right. And throughout the whole ordeal they never stop they never stop striving to get out of there mm-hmm. and what what do they really have they're mm-hmm. knocked down to the lowest of low she lost her husband he lost his wife and daughter she naked but he wasn't that's what I didn't quite understand yeah, that was, she, she made a comment about the well, blue stuff right it was her comment yeah, 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 there yeah. Was no... is it because she was there first they just hadn't got a chance to well the female that they found vivisected uh-huh. was also naked right right, right. Yeah. so it could be gender specific mm-hmm. yeah which yeah and and should we talk about what they actually went through, the, the tragedy? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, he so he was, uh, I guess he was drug running or something involved in some kind of. He was, or he she, was approached. Or he was approached to by. And interestingly enough, and talk about juxtaposition, they do play with 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 stereotypes in that uh, in this Honduran scene, like the leader of the gang, the head is a woman, right? right? Mm-hmm. Which is super unusual, right? In the way we perceive that, and she's approaching him, and he says, "No, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to do it." And uh, she kills; they brutally kill his family. Yeah, um, and then that, perce- and then and then he proceeds to completely unintentionally just butcher everybody. But Oscar's not a very physical guy. No, no it was almost accidental, right? Like, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. in in the heat of it, he lashes out and yeah. ends up killing a bunch of you know people. Yeah. And even after he does that, and she's dying, she's like, "You're an idiot." The cops work for me, and the, you can hear the yeah. sirens coming. Yeah. So it's you know it's just the worst situation. Yeah, and then she, I mean, her in the Libby, she. Her husband commits suicide in a very horrible way. Yeah. So, yeah. How about... What, what do you think... Well, how about what... Um, uh, what's it? Oscar. So there's one There's one thing that Oscar takes from everything he has. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's very important to him, and we find out what it is. It's his like son's, is his son or daughter, child, child. 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 Uh, their, 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 their drawing book, right? Yeah. yeah just their um, but what at the end they figure out that fire is going to get him out because the 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 fire is what like mm-hmm. messes up the ship or whatever. So he they they decide they're gonna he's gonna burn that book, but he takes one page out. But we don't see what page he takes out, do we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just rips a page out, and puts it in his pocket. Out. Yeah. A remembrance. Yeah. But, like, I'm just like, is there any significance to, with, you know, language, barrier, well, here's they, his son's sketchbook that is just a bunch of images from his kids. It's just images, too. It's not a, There's it's no, not like a notebook. It's no, all, it's, so she can understand it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. sees it's his kid's drawings. Right, She yeah. understands. Mm-hmm. You want to keep this. But she looks at him like, we need to get out of here. You right. Know? And he rips a page out and gives it to, gives her the book and she oh, lights it up. But there's another barrier, though, right? Like that's a that's a personal barrier. You don't allow she, not by not allowing the reader or her to see that. That's creating a barrier between the two of them. Sure, right? Like, I mean, he sacrifices every every speck of what he had except for one thing. Yeah, he holds on to that one nugget, and so I mean that that's that's another privacy is a barrier, right? Like what you share, what you choose to share, and how you're able to share it or not share it is separate. Even under duress, yeah, especially under duress, absolutely, yeah. Let's talk about the art. I mean, mm-hmm. we're all familiar with Marcos Martin's work. I thought the the alien uh, experimentation pages were absolutely horrific and mm-hmm. totally alien. Like these aliens don't look like yeah. they're not little green men, right? Or, right. You know, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. It, it it had for me it had a fifth element vibe to yeah. it to me, because the designs were so yeah. otherworldly. It almost reminded me of Arrival. I don't know if you saw that, which is also all about language. That's and, what that's, yeah. that's the vibe I got when mm-hmm. I was reading this whole yeah. thing. Which came out first? They were both. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, was it? Pretty sure. Because Arrival, they're the aliens. They go to great pains to make them incomprehensible aliens. Oh, you're talking about the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think Arrival came out after. I yeah, think I think. Right. So. I think that might be. Yeah. 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 Not the 2016. It came out, but I not know, that they were strong. influenced by each other. No, no I don't think no, so. That's yeah. long, it's long and, yeah. and mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, Arrival is based on a 1998 short story called mm-hmm. "Story of Your Life" by Ted Chiang. So, okay. and in that movie, without spoiling that language, like when the language barrier is crossed, yeah. it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it changes oh, like physics yeah. and right, right, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And Amy Adams. Yeah. I thought, the, I thought the art was I thought it was interesting it just because Martin is kind of like a like a Ditko-esque kind of guy right? mm, like, yeah. So, yeah so like Private Eye I always kind of thought like that's his that's more, more his Spider-Man and this was, this felt like especially the space and the alien stuff it felt more like the psychedelic um, Doctor Strange yeah. Ditko mm-hmm. stuff you know that's a good call sure yeah yeah, yeah. 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 My, my favorite pa- panels I was showing Cruz there uh, it's uh, pages 39 on like because again, like I think from a normal comics perspective, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, it's a comp- composition like Vander, like, like you know, it's a big like most of the space is just you have you have Oscar and Libby on two sides, and then you have eighty percent of the is just a giant square of sky, and like from a composition, it's kind of not an attractive page, I don't think. But then as you go right, like it's it's bright sky, and you see them, but if you notice the the geometry of the of the gates getting smaller until they meet. Until they meet. Yeah, she says it's a porn too. Yeah, no, that's true. And yeah, and, and if I could buy, if I could buy a page, there's one where where he's he's jumping over a fence and she or uh, or she's watching porn and uh, 
and he's trying to get over her. So yeah, but oh, look how yeah. lonely that it like yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. yeah. So and and you know that's a transition Masterful. that works really well in an electronic format. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're not because, flipping pages. Yeah. You're just seeing the images, and it's fast. It mm-hmm. repeats yeah. itself, and yeah. it, it yeah. it's like it's laying it on top of the other one. Yeah. And, 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 and he plays the like symmetry that. right, which you've seen a million times, but like in Watchmen stuff, but right, like visually, it's 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 them almost in the same positions in different points of their their journey, but you know he draws them to look almost exactly the same. And their sequences. Mm-hmm. It's you know, I mean, he does a really, I think, interesting things throughout it with different types of panel layouts. Definitely playing with time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, that ship and then he just all of a sudden yeah. gives you oh a straight up God. alien just... Mobius sci-fi, and it's well, like, and what? it's all color. Like the color yeah. is just like explosive. On yeah, I mean, I think the alien stuff has like a little Paul Pope vibe to it. Uh, yeah. 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 So I, let's talk about the the format, yeah. the landscape format from get go is disconcerting because you're not used to reading a book. No. In land, like uh, this was released digitally first, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then yeah. it was printed. Mm-hmm. So it's also in that same form. It's it's a right like a horizontal. So the thing. intent yeah. was to shake your foundations from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it works really well, and to make it yeah. fit the format, it was going to be right, 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 right. And it looks great on a tablet. Yeah, and you know the alien stuff, especially from a lighted pad. Right, it really. Well, pops. you're not going to get those colors from traditional print. Mm-hmm. It's not no. happening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, de- the designs of everything just was interesting. Like, everything was different. The alien, the ship itself, like, the shape of the ship is just like a giant rock with yeah. these weird yeah. It's not very aerodynamic, but yeah. I don't think it needs right. to be. Yeah. But this this page right here, page I'm, looking at, yeah, I'm looking at Marsh's tripods there. Yeah. Just yeah. because you can't do something with three spindly legs like that no, and, more without, yeah. Yeah. without you know, evoking... H.G. Wells famous. Yeah. But they're specifically like non-human though, right? No, like, no. Yeah, there's... Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Babylon 5 like the Vorlons. Sure. There's no other aliens that look like them. And it's all organic. I mean, it's not like you don't know where the ship ends and the aliens begin and right. is yeah. the ship yeah. alive? I mean, and these questions are never even asked much less answered. Well, the ship may be alive because the fire they doesn't hurt it. actually... Yeah, yeah. They hurt, yeah, it hurts the ship. Mm-hmm. So what else? Any other thoughts on this? Come on, we got this is this is deep stuff, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also interesting that the aliens, for as much as that first scene, it looks like you said the War of the Worlds aliens. As we get along, I mean, they're they're uh, they're totally different looking. You know, they're, no, they get more complex. Yeah, I mean, so each one looks different from each other. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Then you have the masters, and they're the same, but their colors are different, right? Mm-hmm. But then other members of the of the species looked very different. So yeah. again, I assume they're trying to you know put a message there that even in these aliens, there's differences among them. Yeah. You know? And the aliens' language is actually painful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the humans under, actually understand that there's a level to those aliens, right? Towards the end, where they realize, they like, kinda, like yeah, this is not. I, I need to talk to your manager. Where right. she says, <laughs> right, "Take right. it to your yeah, yeah. exactly." <laughs> so, and, but you don't know if it's different alien species. Is it you know? Is it different levels of the? Military high. I mean, right. you know, are they slaves all, that they're? That, mm-hmm. you know, like, are they children? Know. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah, because like he hurts his leg when he falls into like when they suck him up and he falls in, he like he badly hurts his leg and they spew it like this this like glue on him yeah. and it's clearly to protect his leg, like it forms like mm-hmm. a cast, like an organic cast. So clearly they weren't trying to kill him, right? Like at least they right. weren't initially trying to kill him, but you know maybe maybe after studying they would have, but but it's it's not as though they were necessarily you know male- you know malevolent in their intent. And there's an honor to Oscar because, speaking just for myself, if I was in an environment thrown uh, into this strange place and the only other person there was a naked woman, I wouldn't think of giving her my coat. 
You know what I mean? I would just sit there and be like, yeah, this is pretty good, you know? But he, he, he actually... Even, you know, even, even under duress? No, man, especially, especially <laughs> under duress, because then I can get something, you know what I mean? I'll help you out of here, you gotta, you got to play along. This ain't all bad. But no, I mean, he takes the time to, to give her a piece of... So there's, well, he's reaching out... Well, that's part of the language barrier, right? Right, right. He, he gives her that as a way of saying, like, I'm not a threat, you know? But it is language. When, you, when you're naked, and someone hands you a, a piece of a garment or something that that you can tell that they're saying you don't have to understand the specifics of the language they're offering you something to to cover yourself yeah, up it's, sure. it's a great little scene yeah. which is another yeah. barrier right right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. i think it seems like there's multiple times in the story where he he gives her hope right you know oh. like they both experienced mm-hmm. all this tragedy mm-hmm. but for some reason even though he had i mean what happened to him was horrific and he acted upon it like he seemed like a more hopeful character, right? And he stops her from, you know, doing herself in, you know. And she's like, she's ready to end it, you know. Yeah. And he's basically like, no, he's, he's a light her. in some time. He's a light, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he saves her when they're about to drown, right? He gives his one of his last yeah, breaths exactly. to her mouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? You know, and then they. So it's like he's teaching her something, even yeah. though that she had these, you know, preconceptions about exactly. that kind of scene. Always freaks me out in movies or in in uh, in comics when someone dives into water and mm-hmm. you don't know how far the distance yeah. is going to be until you reach something you can breathe. Mm-hmm. They jump in anyway. Yeah. They yeah. don't really have a choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they they realistically could have died. Mm-hmm. It could have been like three miles long. They would have never have known that, mm-hmm. but they needed to do it, and, yeah. and he helps yeah. her out. Yeah. One of the last things that we see in the book is mm-hmm. KFC. And I think one of the things that kind of brings the world and everyone together is brands. And, Branding. And, yeah. yeah, and I thought that was very interesting, too. Just, they are a language. This is perfect, yeah. Yeah, and it's a That's a really good too. way to yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, yeah. there's, there's a reason why the KFC logo is, is on red. Mm-hmm. And they can make you want to eat. And they find out that they're not in their home countries. They're not. They're home, but they're not. Mm-hmm. They're in another. They're in another land with another language, and another yeah, another barrier. Yeah. So, no. And again, they're eating KFC. So I mean, the the hum- the eternal human language is suffering, right? Well, there's this other there's this other thing before the before the escape where uh, it's an it's a it's a housefly, yeah, like an like a like an, an earth housefly, right? Yeah. And then you see a musical note, right? Which again, they speak in colors, and then this thing speaking in, in music, and then it's this alien. Insectoid, and it's clearly alien because we've never seen an alien like that. And it, it eats, it it sucks in and eats and kills the the regular housefly. Shows dominance, and then it gets squashed by Oscar's shoe. <laughs> and I, you know, again, I mean, I think they're trying to say something there, but I'm not quite sure what. You know, like if it's just about like that certain certain things are dominant over others. You know, there's certain, always a bigger certain, fish, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, the aliens luring the fly towards it. With yeah, the, the yeah. musical notes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I got a question. Yeah. So did any? How many? Half of us. Use translator and half of us didn't. Did anybody read through it without translating and then go back and translate it? No, no, no. So I, so I read it without translating. I my Spanish is spotty, but uh, I, I'm hearing a lot of people were doing the Google Translate thing. But there's these apps that you can just hold your phone up. You can with translate. Yeah, and it, it just changes it yeah. in the camera, right? Yeah. So, like, I did a little bit of that just to kind of because there were certain words that I kind of, I wasn't quite sure the translation, um, and that seemed to fill in most of the pieces for me. But most the whole thing, I pretty much just read through without translating. I was just curious yeah. if it changed 
like the storytelling for you, whether you when you went through and just because all I did was just try to do storyboarding and, and understand the story without the language. And I'm curious if anybody went back and it like changed their opinion or their view of the story. Well, it gives you a more detailed glimpse yeah. into what's going on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you think this is Lovecrafty? Sure. I think this is super I, Lovecrafty. I yeah. Cosmic horror. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the unexplainable. Yeah. But yeah. but that's what Lovecraft does, right? It's, but the, but with him, it's the failure of being able to describe, to visualize what you see, right? Yeah. Like you can't. He, his characters see the unseeable, right? Beers does that too. I mean, you can't see the unseeable in comics I mean by definition right so there's got to be a workaround here and the workaround is that you can't understand it mm -hmm. right like the, the failure is communication right mm -hmm. so there's something really interesting about that to me because I mean these are the failures that people worry about in the 20th century like the ability to see and understand and touch and feel the world right or and but now that we can see fucking everything mm -hmm. it's to not be able to communicate with one another to hear it Right. There's some there's something really interesting and profound about that to me. Right. Like that's and that works on this at so many levels, right? In the last page. Yeah. Well, absolutely. The well, last page just nails it home. Right. Well, and the, one of the pages that made me think of that too is that page that Jason was uh, talking about earlier with the flies, right? Like mm -hmm. even the flies like they they fear a lack of communication, a lack of being able to hear, mm -hmm. right? A lack of being able to sort of compute. Right. right, like that. That lack of computation is a problem. Like that's that's the great tragedy right. that like besets all of us. That's, there's something really interesting about that. So yeah. as as horrifying as this situation is, you have things which can't be understood. Yeah, at least not immediately. Right. Yeah. Say let's just let's just assume that there is an afterlife. Right. It's po probably populated by insane people. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. Because when you're face to face with the unknowable the un unfathomable and then you know this is the environment in which you live now will live yeah right um it's got something has to crack it has yeah. to, unless consciousness expands infinitely when, right. you, when you pass over yeah you're right? just the space baby and it's fine right yeah. You, yeah how do you grasp that information working with what we have now it's right. almost impossible yeah I, mean, I would assume right? i mean that's the fear though right to not understand like in a post like darwinian like post-science world like post-scientific rationality world like that's the fears to not understand right? right to not be able to process the world as it is because there is no extra there's no beyond there's no myth there's no magic right the the mystery is that there is no mystery mm -hmm. right so there, there's something there's something really spooky about all of that when sure. the, when a mystery suddenly appears before you like that's terrifying right. that's horrifying is right? there a plan at work in this story do you uh, think I think that's part of the plan. I mean, that's the that's the horror. The plan is no plan. Yeah, that's the that's the horror. It's like to to be scared, to be startled by the thing that unmoors you, and the thing that unmoors you is that you can't. Right. And it, it, it's not just that you can't understand, but this is something that you, the reader, have to face all the time. Right. This is a serious political question now, and even before the Trump stuff. Right. Like, mm -hmm. what's scary to you? The shit that you can't communicate right. or talk about that you can only see and observe, and like maybe. Think a thought, but like you can't really. Right. You can't. And this story is incredibly in relevant. Yeah. But yeah. well, it's oh, the yeah. question of why. Like you, yeah. you, a lot of t like what we're going through now, what's happening here. It's like the question is why, but yeah. you, you're never going to get that yeah, answer to that. that. You know, it, and I, I mean, think that's the crazy part of everything. Is that and the answer is it's complicated, yeah. right? But it, but it can't be complicated because we need everything distilled and stripped down into something that's manageable that you can digest, mm -hmm. right? You can't digest these relationships. Yeah. You're not supposed to digest yeah. them. Right. Well, and I think to Ben's point about the KFC sign, so at the end, I mean, we might as well get into it, they escape from the alien pod, and they, they're back on Earth, and they're like, oh, they, they look up and they see a KFC sign, 
and, and Libby says we're home. Uh, and then the next word balloons we see off off panel are uh, are Arabic, mm-hmm. and so it's clear that they're in fact not home. They're in an Arabic country of some yeah. kind, and yeah. it's on a star field, which suggests the infinite. Um, I assumed it was just them looking up in the sky. Right. Well, it's, yeah. it's dumb for a reason. No, no doubt, no doubt. But you but, can look up at the sky and see the stars, and it's like, well, I see the same stars in my house. Right, right. Yeah. But you but, don't but, see the same but, stars. But, stars but what I'm saying is that yeah, yeah. if you take if you take the commonality under under undertone, right? Like she thought mm. we were home because of KFC. Like it does again say a message where, especially at the time this was written. Uh, even much more than our border issues, I think the uh, the Islamic issues that we have in this country, and sure. our, you know, and uh, and you know, way like he's saying, like, listen, even even in is like even in Muslim nations, like they have KFC, like we're again, we're all human, right. you know, like like yeah. like our differences are there, but so are our commonalities, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fried chicken brings together. That's right. It's all about fried chicken. It's a great unifier. <laughs> I think one of the underlying themes of this book is that the language is in fact irrelevant. The language between these two characters don't matter. Well, it's. It doesn't matter. Yeah, See, but it, I don't it's, know. It's a like, I feel like the continuation of that story is like, I, I feel like where they were left off, like the language could very well matter. Yeah, you exactly. know, because it, I, I feel like they're in danger at the that's end. That's right. Of this it, they're very much in danger. Yeah. 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 So, because it's exclamation points. I mean, they're being yelled at basically. Like, who are yeah. you? Mm-hmm. But are they in any more or less danger at the end than they were on the alien spaceship? That doesn't matter. No, well, that but they matter. thought they were safe. You know, yeah, they right. thought, hey, yeah. we're home with us. Right. And it turns out. Well, we should say, I mean, it's, 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 it's Arabic soldiers. I mean, they're, they're, right. they're have guns and they're mm-hmm. yelling at them, like basically probably saying, who are you? I, I didn't try and translate that. But, uh, but yeah, so no, I think the language does matter mm-hmm. like again you have to find a way to, to communicate you have to find commonality yeah. and if and, you can't well, that, find, if I, you can't find commonality then you're in trouble but there is a commonality between these two characters their, their language that they're, is, but they're in danger though because sure. now they're surrounded by people again without that continent that right. commonality and when they think that language has connected them with the kfc sign you know it didn't really they're just two people who happen it was, to, it was a they know this brand yeah. so but does yeah. that really count right, right. right. colonel's not going to save them but Robocop Colonel Robocop So does everybody like this or Private Eye better? Private Eye I think I like Private Eye Private Eye is aesthetically better I think it's it's more fun to look at and I think it's a better overall journey There were just more twists and turns in the story you know it's still a little more meat I did like a lot of the designs in this story um, with the aliens and the ship and all that mm-hmm. kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, this story was very fettered, I think. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and to their credit, because the message doesn't need a lot of bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Where the alien pages are incredibly detailed. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of high-level stuff going on here in the, in, the, in the sequence that Jason had with the shrinking center. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's great design work. Without using language. You yeah. know exactly yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it isn't. Yeah. It is exactly. a language. Without it's using a, a verbal... Language, right. Uh, yeah. right, it's a visual language. It's yeah. a language nonetheless. Yes. You are correct. Yes. Art is life. Art is everything. Oh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's true. I read that somewhere. Yeah. You saw him on my dick. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's where I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only in, in this little chunks. What's that you were like, telling oh, me? Oh, I, you always got to take it there. You always got to take it to the lowest common denominator. Well, hey. That's my language. I speak it well. So any closing thoughts? Parting words. None? I liked it a lot. I mean, great. I, I think too. it's I think I it's more too. more poignant now than it was when it came yeah. out. Yeah, so. I think it was a good read. It was an interesting read. I'm glad I did. Right. Um, I would recommend it, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, it was, well, the cool thing about this, right, is it's 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 free. I mean, not like you yeah. can come up on it like like legally free. It's free. Mm-hmm. You know, panels. If you don't know, you can go to panelsyndicate.com and 
download any of their stories, including Private Eye and this, for free. I mean, they ask for donations. That's the model. So you can donate zero, and they'll happily give you the book. You can donate a thousand. It doesn't really matter. So. Right. This series or these five issues is is proof that you don't have to have an incredibly convoluted story. Right. No. With with, no. with you know teaming with characters, mm-hmm. all you need is. It's my dinner with Andre. All you need is two characters in a room yeah. in this fact mm-hmm. in this book an alien room. But yeah. but I would, I would argue that you have to have really really competent storytellers. Sure, oh, sure, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, yeah. You've got I mean, nothing else to fall back. Marcos on, so. is just unbelievable. You know, maybe you know, maybe yeah. getting back to this where you said you know it's very straightforward. I agreed with you, and then you went into it, but of course there's subtext. Maybe what we're saying is that the reason BKV is like arguably the greatest modern comics writer is that he's capable of telling really straightforward from a plot story yeah. but with the content with the subtext that kind of just yeah. is there. I mm-hmm. think that's absolutely true. Yeah. Right. Because it, it it works. Like you cannot miss any of this stuff. Like there's always stuff to dig deeper, but you cannot miss any of this for exactly the reasons you guys are pointing to. Right, right. Because he's so smart about it. And he's smart enough to work with artists that can function at that level too. Right. Yeah. Because I think Marcos is I think he's uh, Martin's yeah, he's, he's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's asked to do a lot. Multiple yeah. EOS yeah. eleven yeah. Oscars winner from Dat from yeah. King Dat for Spider Man. Mm-hmm. A lot of this, as, as I was reading it, I also didn't really. Well, you couldn't really. I couldn't pay attention to the aliens <laughs> or what Oscar was speaking. I couldn't understand it. So a lot of the book at times I read almost as if it was a silent issue. Mm-hmm. I didn't need, and and that, and that's because mm-hmm. of. Marcos is that you, you know what's going on based on the lines on the page. Um, there's just the the thing with um, no, I was going somewhere else, but um, no, I'll get it back. Go ahead. So you're saying that you read this issue like enough said issue and parts of it. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> no, it was good. enough said issue. All right, thanks, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> So we got a lot of thumbs up. Who didn't enjoy this? <laughs> Tell me why. No, I thought it was great. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. I love the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, yeah. we're pretty much in agreement. Mm-hmm. All yeah. thumbs up, man. Yeah. Not a masterwork. No. But thought-provoking, provoking yes, nonetheless, yeah, yeah, and yeah, a very, very worthy. I mean, if all comics could hit this level... Yeah, I mean, I would oh, just... Yeah. Right? And, you know, given BKV's incredible body of work, I mean, this wouldn't, you know, be even up there for my, like, BKV books. But, yeah, it's definitely, like, his... his his. This may be even my least favorite BKV story, but I still liked it a lot. This week yeah. stuff is still pretty strong. Right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. 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 The actual trick of getting the... Like the uncomfortable, it's like the magic trick behind this can only work once. Whereas, like right. you can pick up a book again and mm-hmm. read and read and over. And yeah. over. Yeah. This time, when I read it, I'll know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. I actually, yeah. Like, right. I actually thought the length was just right too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it didn't yeah. feel yeah. tedious. Yeah. It didn't feel yeah. tedious. Uh, yeah. You know, they get right to it. Like, it I mean, fast right? Yeah. You know, yes. like with the chapter breaks. I mean, you know, all of a sudden, like they're alien spaceship, right? Like, like mm-hmm. at the end, so you're like, okay. I, like, because you're reading that first issue and you think you know what the story's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, that's not what I thought yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, until that point, too, when I got to uh, issue four, and then I realized, like, at the end of that, I was like, how are they, they going to wrap this up in, right. in one more issue? Because mm-hmm. I knew I had one more, and it, and it worked out. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. so. And it's, it's, not, it's not a new, the idea is not a new story. We, we, we've seen, we've read stories where people were abducted by aliens and, and whether they escaped or not. Mm-hmm. But, the fact that there's so much of this that a bunch of us didn't it, it added to the frustration. It didn't it, it we weren't told what anybody was speaking, anything like, which we didn't understand. Um 
which that's never really been done. You always get the footnotes or the the parentheses letting you know what language it is, and and you can still read along, follow it. So so the fact that you were forced into a different, somewhat uncomfortable position, even though this is a new, isn't a new story. Uh, more kudos to the creators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm of the opinion that show always works better than tell anyway. Yes. So you're, this this yeah. is a great example of that. So I'm real glad you went into this this medium. Mm-hmm. Where you, you tell yeah, everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. even, even though you're a grower, not a shower. Sure. Podcast where you show, don't tell. Graphically, <laughs> showing is always better That's than. That's why you would do it. Listen, wise ass. Right. Yeah. Take a guy just, into your home. We just haven't figured out video podcasting yet. We'll get it. We'll get yeah. it. All right, let's do something neat. Let's okay. all do in your travels. Love it. Is that good? Right. Because um, this episode has been sponsored by who? Our gorgeous patrons. And if you'd like to see and uh, experience what that's all about, go to patreon.com forward slash one one o'clock comics, no apostrophe, and you will see all the uh, fun stuffs that that's on there. So let's. Who wants to start in your travels? What do you, what should they read? Um. So I was. I had the pleasure of talking to Daniel Warren Johnson um, while here, and I had told him the same thing. I mentioned it a couple times to some of the guys, but I thought. Um, Murder Falcons just—it's such a strong book, yeah. and um, and and here talking about subtext, like on the surface, it's this bombastic heavy metal, you know, just supposed to be out there and all just you know crazy and wild. But he puts so much heart into that book, um, and especially that heart comes out in issue six where he starts yeah. talking about you know the the struggles of the main character and kind of flips the tables on what we thought happened in his past yeah. and some of the tragedies on. he experienced. And yeah, it, it really got me. It was really, really strong. And there's a flying drum kit. Yeah. You right? can't go so wrong so with it. You, you can't get, go you wrong. You get the heart and you also get yeah. I mean, you got these kaiju monsters in heavy metal. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you can't go wrong with that. So. Yeah, he's a, he's a savage. Creator. He's, he's mm-hmm. Stuff, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, so murder, 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 murder Falcon. I got to try that one. Uh, in your travels, read, Follow along with me and read 2001 A Space Odyssey. Nice. Uh, written by Some Arthur guy. C. Clarke, <laughs> adapted by Jack Kirby, yes. inked by Royer. Micro- Mike Royer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got, it, it should, if you go to a show like C2E2, it should cost you about a thousand, uh, you know, about a thousand pennies, about a hundred bucks to get it all. Uh, and yeah. It, yeah, and I think yeah. the chances of it being it's not, yeah, it seemed like it's not going right, to get reprinted, right. so it's the but way it's, to get it's it. It's like so. wrong. You're never going to see it all. Yeah, yeah, so I had a great time with that hunt. So We had a great time watching you look yeah. great. <laughs> see that smile on my face. Uh, in your travels, uh, most recent thing I read was uh, Shijiro Mizuki's Onward Towards Our Noble Deaths. Oh, oh that's so great. Yeah. Very light yeah. reading. Yeah, very light yes. reading. It's a quick read, <laughs> but it's a beautiful, horrific story mm-hmm. about uh, Japanese soldiers during World War II trapped yeah. on a, an island out in the South Pacific. And it's about ghosts and haunting and trauma, and it's incredible. It is. I agree. Yeah. Oops. Um, I'm looking forward to it. it. Just came out, so I haven't gotten it yet. But nobody's full, which is uh, Bill Griffith, who's the creator of Zippy the Pinhead, mm-hmm. wrote a book about an actual uh, 
forget the term pinhead by uh, <laughs> Schlitzy, who was in the movie Freaks and yep. had a long oh, yeah. show business career. And this is a he does a great job with the graphic biographies. His the one he did a few years ago about his his mother's affair with a semi famous cartoonist called Invisible Ink is it's like well sort of one of the great forgotten graphic works I'd say the last right. decade or so. It's really good. I mean, Schlitzy will live on forever in the little meme. That's right. The the, the animated gif of him laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the few things I've been reading recently have been uh, more unsettling comics, and wow. in in a in a in a light way, they're they're kind of weird. So House of Muck is one which which you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Bone Parish is another one, and then the one that I've really been kind of creeped out by is uh, the Empty Man, and that's Colin Bunn um, writing with. Um, Jesus Hervas, I don't know, I'm off saying that right. Is that from uh, Aftershock? Or is that from Image? Well, they can find uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, it's a story where some kind of weird uh, affliction is uh, uh, happening to the populace, and everybody's kind of going crazy. Some people are affected, some people are not. Um, people are cutting themselves, people are doing weird shit, and... Um, there are people who are trying to protect their loved ones, and then there seems to be this weird group that are like trying to take those people and do something with them, but you're not quite sure yet. I think there's about five issues out, so like not everything is revealed, but everything is very unsettling. Like the whole thing, it's like you can you can look at like if some weird disease just happened to spread through the population that kind of drew people mad, and then some of us weren't, and you have to deal with that. So, empty man. Nice. Uh, in your travels, read, if, if you're not already reading it, the new Criminal series from, uh, yeah. yes. for, I know you guys talked about the first issue, maybe? Yeah. Second and third issue are, are, is an interesting story that's happening. I just, uh, overview of a, it's a, it's, it's a comic book convention and it's an aging, older, or no, not aging, but old, you know, uh, comic book artist, not unlike, let's say a Kirby or somebody. Who, um, uh, his old intern or like gopher kid has to come and, uh, he asked for him to come and be his handler. And the kid hasn't seen him in 20 years or whatever, but he, he shows up to be his handler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as with all criminal books, um, there's going to be some crime. But, uh, <laughs> and it's a legacy book too. And it's right. a legacy book. Yes, because the, the, uh, boy that robbed, the oh sure sure yeah. sure yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah we don't have to ruin no 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 right? but uh, yeah it's it's excellent yeah. uh, in your travels I highly recommend reading the screenplay to a movie I was introduced to this week on called Robo Vampire <laughs> because I can tell you so much about this movie and try to understand what the hell. These people were thinking when they made this movie. <laughs> Apparently, it's a masterpiece. There's three of them. There's three of them. Oh my god, this is no. this is a beehive. It's a beehive. And there's a whole sh- subgenre of hopping vampire movies. Yeah. Oh Once you get really? past Robo Vampire, there's tons more hopping vampire movies. Yeah. Man, wow. I walked into a whole new world. Like been missing out. This I guess I got three things to read then. <laughs> That's what I got. Well, Vander took mine, but so, and, you know, uh, in your travels, this is kind of a general statement, but we've all kind of had conversations over this weekend about the state of comics and numbers being down and stuff like that. So just go out and read 
a comic. Go to your local comic book store, pick up a book, and read it. You know, so support the support the the hobby that we all love so much. So. Oh, I'm going. We're we're switching up the order, are we? No, we're ending it. Right. So we are. So the answer is yes. Phone. Yes, we're doing. <laughs> yes, you're. You can't just do what you got to do. You got to come. No, we can't because no, we're creatures we of habit. Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> in your tra- in your travels, Google um, Mars attacks. I, uh, Chris Schweitzer, and who's the artist on that? Well, I want to get the artist out Use because two fingers, Jason. It'll be a little- we didn't have if he didn't have one hand on his dick maybe he could do it I'm always still well anyway from Dynamite there Kyle Starks is right is Chris no no wait the Warlord no 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 Mar- just Mars Attacks just Mars Attacks yeah the mini series that just came out one to five I think so yes I can't read that no <laughs> yeah, it's written by Kyle Starks, art by Chris Schweitzer. Um, on the surface, you may think that it's your typical Mars Attacks. You you read the first issue, right? Yes. It's basically a story about a father and a son. Yes. Father is a is an army vet. He's in an old folks home. Son barely comes to visit him. And uh, well, the son's like an entitled. Slacker. Yeah, he's a hippie yeah. hippie slacker, and uh, he comes to visit him one day, and it just so happens on the day that he comes to visit his father, the Martians attack. All hell breaks loose, and it's a story of reconciliation between uh, generations. The the father always saw the, the son as a, a good for nothing, you know, lazy, quits his job, can't can't maintain a, a lifestyle. Where the son always thought the father didn't really care for him because he kept failing. And it uh, it gets to a, a a breaking point, and then the series just snaps, and it goes in a, a semi different direction. But I thought it was great. Um, Schweitzer's art is an atypical choice for this, but it looks great. It's very cartoony, but it can get very brutal at times. Yeah. So Mars Attacks from Dynamite just ended. Get the trade paperback. In your travels, uh, read Ask Guardians of the Galaxy, written by Colin Bunn, art. By Mateo Lolly and um, Jill Thompson and and uh, Mike Mundo did did some stories featuring some of the characters, did a few pages featuring the characters. Um, the most recent arc that just finished brought back a character that uh, we haven't no seen one for in their a long, expected to long see. time. <laughs> um, that arc is uh, by uh, Mateo Bufagni. The it's. It's real fun. Cullen is doing some some neat work with the characters. The Asgardians of the Galaxy were brought together. Um, appear, apparently, initially, it seems as though by Angela, um, someone was kind of sort of pulling her strings. Um, Valkyrie is in the book, as is her, I'll just say alter ego, Annabelle Riggs. Uh, Scourge, Thunderstrike, but Eric Masterson's son, um, Kevin, is the new Thunderstrike. Throg, um, they've taken on dead Asgardians, they've taken on the Shi'ar, they've taken on uh, Nebula, um, they've taken on Ego. So there's just been a whole lot of fun. It's, it's, it's a crazy book. I binged it on the plane right here, and it's just been an absolute blast. Nice. And in your travels, uh, Marvel finally brought together two of the greatest characters to ever be put into the comics medium. Black Panther versus Deadpool. 
numbers one through five. The trade comes out next month. Hopefully you pre-ordered it. Written by Daniel Kibblesmith. Art by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Uh, listen, this is no high art, folks. This is Deadpool in a very benevolent attempt to save Willie Lumpkin's life. Needs some vibranium. So he goes to Wakanda and he steals vibranium. And Black Panther's having none of it because Black Panther needs a vibranium to create him, to make himself immortal. What, what kind of shit did Willie Lumpkin get into that he needs vibranium? To Listen. Get out of- I thought he was Willie Blumpkin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, Only and, on a Saturday. and what you get is five issues of the Merc with the Mouth versus T'Challa Sweet. in all of its ways. And, uh, you know, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, who I've talked about, he did, uh, he's done a couple of Marvel comics lately, including X Force. Awesome young artist, but uh, this was just stupid fun with two of my favorite characters, well executed, and uh, the trade comes out next month. So nice. Yeah. All right, hey everybody! If you liked more of this, you know where to go. We have extracurricular wow uh, stuff going on. <laughs> the Facebook group is always happening. The uh, we're on the Twitters, and I've rement- I mentioned the Patreon thing, Patreon.com, eleven o'clock comics, and um, let's do it up. Yeah. So say good night. David. Good night. <laughs> David. Nice. All right, we love you people. We're out of here from C2E2 2019. Uh, back to our regularly scheduled programming very soon. Uh, in the meantime, go buy some comics and, and read them and love them. Later. Yes.